in life comes when you simply refuse to give up. On a mission so strong that obstacles like failure and loss only act as motivation. I mean like, no one has the power to shatter your dreams unless you give it to them. Yeah, I go from tragedy to majesty The victory has been woven into my tapestry My adversary's not cut from the same flag as me That's why the champion's gonna be who it has to be This ain't the type of opportunity that just appears I made it here because I shed blood, sweat, and tears To get the title I forever have my sights on This is where I become an American icon yeah. you a champion, show me you a champion If you a champion, show me you a Underground Media. I am T Rex. We are broadcasting live on Blog Talk Radio. Tune in iTunes and also on the Live by Terrence Network. It is a beautiful day. It is a God given blessing to be here another day. And we do have a special guest. And I just want to say she's very, very good at what she does. We want to welcome Amy Morford to the show. How are you doing tonight? I am fantastic. Thank you for having me. Uh, we're, uh, we're so glad and blessed to have you on the show. I know you have written numerous books and you have a fascination with dogs. Uh, what was your first encounter with a dog when you was growing up? Um, I I think it was the first the first family dog. Okay. And what made you determine that you wanted to... Um, study the behavioral dogs and, and, and be able to train them? Well, growing up as a kid, um, our dogs were not very well trained or very obedient. Uh, you know, I wanted to throw the ball and have them bring it back to me. You know, as a kid, you want to play. And our, right. our dogs just didn't do that. They had basic manners when they felt like it. And so I always said as a kid that, you know, when I grew up, I was going to get a dog and, you know, it was, it was going to be my buddy and, you know, go with me and do things mm-hmm. and listen. So that was really <laughs> what, what started it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now, uh, what, what are some of the, the training that you, you provide for uh, dogs and puppies uh, and, and also in your books that you write? So I like to consider myself, uh, my expertise is behavior training. Um, and, and that extends to any breed and most animals. Um, to, to fix a problem, um, you need to understand why your dog is, is doing it. And, you know, dogs, so often they really just want to please. But if they don't understand what you want, then they're failing. And it's not really their fault. So I like to kind of break down and explain, you know, you put it into common sense terms, you know, it becomes much simpler to understand why your dog may be behaving and doing things that you don't want. And often you've created the situation unknowingly just by just not being aware. So, you know, basic obedience. Um, I do kind of specialize. My interest is in sport dogs, um, protection Mm -hmm. training, some sport work. Um, So kind of the bigger breeds. Um, and that's kind of, you know, my background is, uh, just 
you know, I highly believe in motivational training. Um, it right. is a wonderful thing, and it should be started as soon as you bring that dog home, even if that dog is only seven or eight weeks old, because that dog is learning and absorbing. Um, but mm-hmm. I then also, which is not popular to say, I do believe at some point in time when that dog understands what you're asking and has made that decision not to comply, then you have to then do some um, corrective behavior to make the dog understand that, you know, that's a choice I don't want to make in the future because I didn't get rewarded. I got punished for mm-hmm. it. I don't understand that. Now, let's say, uh, like you said, the dog, if the dog is disobedient, what, what kind of tips do you give to uh, your readers and fans if they come up to you and ask you that kind of question? Well, you know, it's, it's, let's just break it down into something simple. Often people will say, you know, my dog won't come to me. You know, I call my dog mm-hmm. and, you know, I, I went to obedience school for six weeks and we did it on the leash and we did it in class. But when we get home, you know, I call and my dog doesn't come to me. And that just comes down to, well, now you're in, you're not in a controlled environment and there's other mm-hmm. distractions. And the big thing is when you're calling your dog, What's going, what are the external factors? Are you calling your dog because you're mad at him? Is he digging? Is he doing something? Is he barking? And you're calling Mm -hmm. because you're you're mad. Is that the only time you're ever really calling your dog? Or if you're calling your dog, maybe he's got a toy, he's he's got something, he's dug something up. He comes to you and you take it away from him. Or you call your dog and now you scold him. So why would your dog Uh want to come to you? So you break it down and you need to put it back into you need to be fun. So when your dog is coming to you, you need to reward the fact that he is coming to you with a toy or with a treat. And that's, you've got to kind of go back to basics and you've got to make it fun. And, and you've, got to, you've got to, again, take away the distractions and get right. him focused on you to realize that, you know, you're, when I come to you, when I do what you ask me to do, good things happen versus mm-hmm. bad things happening. Now, Let's say you you have a dog that uh, how how hard is it to get a dog to be obedient and how easy it is uh, once you get the dog um, behavior in order how how easy is it it is for the dog to fall back into that pattern of of being disobedient. Well, there's no cookie cutter answer because it all kind of depends mm-hmm. on and sometimes it depends on the breed. Some breeds are just. Okay just genetically smarter than other breeds. So some of it depends on your breed, but it really also boils down to consistency. If you take the time to three or four times throughout the day, take five or 10 minutes, um, even in the house to stop and to do some basic commands and do some reward and do some play, um, right there, that's, that's, that's building blocks. And so it's very easy, you know, to teach a dog, you know, easily in a day, I like to say, if, if you do it throughout the day, um, like to teach mm-hmm. them to sit, to teach them to, you know, you teach them to sit, then you build off of that and you teach them to, to down. Um, and it's just something if you're in the kitchen and, you know, you get up from the TV and you go to the kitchen, grab a treat, have your dog, you know, have your dog go through, go through the commands, go through whatever you're doing and reward because now your dog is looking to you and waiting for you to give them direction and to lead. Now, when you have a puppy, it's really important, you know, you get a puppy, you're, you've made a commitment. And that mm-hmm. first year, you really need to be on top of that puppy because they kind of go through the teenage years around four to six months where they start to push. And even sometimes up to a year where they know the command, they know what you want, and they're going to test you and decide, I don't feel like doing it. 
So, again, you have to be consistent. And if you spend the time and you lay the foundation as a puppy, you know, through that first year, you've got a good, you've got a good base. You've got a good foundation. Now, that doesn't mean that dogs that are very uh, stubborn or hard-headed, and some of this is also breed-related, that they're not going to mm-hmm. still test you. You know, and you have to go back and you have to be firm. So in terms of training, um, it really just depends on your commitment and how quickly you need to resolve a, a, a problem with the dog. And it shouldn't take years. Um, when people have dogs that are four or five and they say, oh, my dog has never, ever learned to do this. You know, we taught it, but he just doesn't want, he doesn't do it, he doesn't listen. Well, it's because you're not enforcing it. You're not being the leader. Mm-hmm. So he has learned. Again, it goes back to, you know, parents with children. When you hear them doing the, the you know, the counting, the, you know, mm-hmm. one, the two, the kid knows that they don't have to really do anything until you get to like seven. And your dog is doing the same thing. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> You have great expertise. Uh, I'm really enjoying this because we have dogs on our own, and and they are very disobedient when we're gone. They like we have a Maltese that likes to pee on a one particular chair in the whole house to ah. mark its territory, and, and uh-huh. we have the hardest time. We clean the chair to where <laughs> we don't have any smell, anything on it, but yet. Still to this day, he always go to that one chair, and we can't figure out how to discipline him. Uh, have, has anyone ever brought that kind of scenario to you, and how would you handle that scenario? Well, I am a big believer and a fan of crate training whether it be okay. the hard plastic crates or the wire crates. And I don't care what size dog you have, right? So mm-hmm. to me right there, that comes down to you, you, need to, you need to teach your dog to be okay in the crate. Um, and, and then it comes down to when you leave now, that you're, he can't be trusted. So when you right. leave, he's going to be crated. So you remove the temptation. So the fact that he's doing this repeatedly, he's a little bit of a, uh, of a, of a knothead. And what he's doing, he's telling you that I don't, you know, I don't like that you guys have left me, so I'm going to show you. So now this is where you need to take control back, and you need to do mm-hmm. something to confine him or to keep him out of that area where you can't do it anymore. So then, you know, people don't like crate training. Maybe you buy a uh, baby gates and maybe you have mm-hmm. a kitchen area or a laundry room area, someplace where you have, you know, tile flooring um, to where you can block him off to where he can't access that. And if he does decide mm-hmm. that he is going to mark, um, he's not, you know, on furniture or carpeting or it's easier to clean up for you. But that, that would be my recommendation. You need to eliminate the temptation. And he needs to, you know, he, he, he's probably pretty smart he's going to realize that oh, i no longer have access you know now every time you leave i i don't have the freedom to roam i'm being confined um and that mm-hmm. you know at some point you might want to test him and see if he's learned his lesson and if he hasn't and then basically shame on you <laughs> but it's just one of those right i mean as they right. age they tend to mellow a little bit and become a little mm-hmm. bit more appreciative um for the most part so that would be my recommendation. You just need to remove the situation when you're not there to control it. <laughs> That's great advice. I appreciate that. Now, I know you have written some children books, and in particular, you wrote the, the Pup Pup series. Uh, can you tell us about um, that writing experience? So um, that was my first endeavor, endeavor into fiction, and mm-hmm. um, I kind of been toying around playing with thinking about fiction kind of looking into it um and I you know I wasn't really sure um I was having some confidence issues and uh 
my, I would happen to be um, in the market. I, I, I had to put my, my former previous dog down due to old age and illness. And so mm-hmm. I waited a, a, about a year to get my new puppy. And uh, there was some planning involved and some um, just, just some life issues. So I had to wait. Um, and mm-hmm. so puppy, puppy was coming, and my great niece uh, was over, and I had some, you know, I was prepping and planning for the new puppy. So I had a little crate, and I, you know, I just had puppy stuff. And she started asking a bunch of questions about the puppy. And mm-hmm. that was what kind of gave me the idea um, to, you know, write some fun, educational, cute uh, books revolved, revolving around, you know, kids and the responsibilities of raising a puppy and, and what to expect. And uh, I, at the time, I thought I was being pretty clever because I was kind of staying in my dog niche. So um, that actually, I kind of wrote those, you know, for, for myself, for my, for my family. That was kind of um, where I was going with that. And it just actually, you know, I, I immediately had about four or five titles that I wrote down. And then as I got to doing it, and, you know, it, involved, it, it evolved into, you know, experiencing holidays through, you know, the, the, the eyes of a puppy, you know, with kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and his family. So that's kind of how I got, I got shifted over into fiction. Now, what is the greatest feeling that you get from writing fiction uh, and, and also particularly writing about uh, pup pup? Uh, well, you know, my pup pup stories are very short. Um, I mm-hmm. was sure to um, do, I did not do the animation for it, but, uh, you know, as, I kind of was targeting around a three to six age range. So I wanted pretty much a picture, you know, a lot of pictures to go with the story. Um, mm-hmm. And it, you know, it wasn't, it was really writing those books wasn't so difficult because they were short and they were fun. Um, so it, it, I don't know. I, it, those, like, I, I just, I don't know. I, I was just was able to, when I got the idea and I sat down and I committed to, okay, I'm going to write this. Um, I was pretty much able to, to bang it out. You are very successful at, at, at writing about dogs, but you have a new novel called Sincerely to the Boss. Can you tell us about that novel and what's the difference in writing that novel? Well, I'm very, very excited for this to be coming out. It's been a, uh, it's been, I don't want to say a grind, but it's been a process. Mm-hmm. Um, and the difference is, it's just, uh, you know, I had to do some research. Um, I had to reach out and get some help and get some uh, advice. Uh, never writing, you know, this type of fiction before. Um, I never took any creative writing courses when I was in college, right? Hindsight is great. Okay. Um, so it was, a, it was a big learning process, big learning curve in terms of having to go back and um, be more descriptive and uh, also in, in expanding my characters. So this is my first attempt, and uh, I've definitely learned and grown, and I know that in the future, you know, I will do some things differently from the onset to save myself mm-hmm. the, the pain of having to go back um, and <laughs> fix things, correct things. <laughs> but uh, in terms of writing it, um, this is, uh, you know, writing is, writing I don't really see the writing process for me this writing process wasn't exactly glamorous or sexy you know it was hard mm-hmm. you got to commit and you got to do it and uh it, it's just you got to you, you know you got to push through and that that's really that's what it what occurred for me I was kind of on a, a 
a, a deadline I had put myself on, um, which made me focus and mm-hmm. uh, kind of overcome the excuse of writer's block. Um, and so it, uh, it was a relief to get that first draft, to, to get it on paper and kind of, you know, get it, get it done. I mean, still wasn't done, but it was that first draft. Right. Now, how do you maintain your focus and stay motivated with, with, with those distractions that you have? Well, you know, everybody's busy, and we all have a thousand things going on and commitments and everybody pulling and tugging at you. And uh, I think it just comes down to um, – here recently I've had a lot of people asking me this, this, kind of, uh, this question of, you know, people say, oh, yeah, I've been writing a book, you know, for five years, seven years, ten years. And it comes down to when – any of us really want something, regardless of what it is, we usually find a way to make it happen. So this, to me, was, became, became a goal, became important. And like I said, I kind of put myself on a, on a deadline um, to where I wanted to have this written, you know, in a six- to eight-month time frame to have the first draft mm-hmm. down. And so I just set, set time aside when I came home every night that I was going to write, a, you know, a certain amount of words or – um, I was going to get through the next chapter. Um, and even if I didn't accomplish, you know, exactly what I had set out for that evening, I still wrote. So um, there were some weekends I didn't go out. Uh, and there were some nights where I went to bed late because it was flowing. Um, it's, just, it's just a matter of regardless of whatever it is you want to do, you know, right. you need to commit to it. And you really, you really have to decide. And that's been with all of my books. Um, you know, I think everybody's got a book in them. Everybody does. Everybody's got a story. But at mm-hmm. times, you know, you live life, right? Everyone's had experiences. Everybody's got a book and a story. But then it comes down to, you know, being focused enough to really want to do it and committing to it. We are on the air with Amy Morford. Last question I would like to ask you, what do you feel is the most accomplished novel you have written up to this date? The most accomplished? Yes. I, well, I don't know if I'm going to answer that question correctly. I definitely think this 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 book, sincerely the boss, is uh, definitely my most in depth, my most challenging. Okay. Um, you know, writing my dog books, I was writing about in an area that I know. So in terms of I, you know, I didn't have to do a lot of research. Um, you know, I had to put everything together, um, but you know, I had something to draw from. This has been very, very challenging. This was more challenging just because I had never done this type of writing before. So I really had to, um, I had to do some research, and I, I was smart enough to realize, you know, I needed help. And I reached out and started networking uh, to, find, to find, find that help. Well, I want to say thank you, Amy, for taking the time to be on the show. Are, are there any shout-outs you'd like to give out tonight? No shout-outs. Just uh, appreciate appreciate you guys taking the time to uh, talk with me this evening. Uh, no problem. And, and where can we find you online? You can find me. I am um, on Facebook, Amy Morford Author. I am on Instagram, Amy Morford Author. Twitter, at Amy Morford. Instagram, Amy Morford Author. And last but not least, amymorford.com. And uh, all my books can be found right there. Well, thank you so much. We're definitely going to stay in touch with you, and also if you welcome, you are welcome to come on the show anytime. Oh, I appreciate that. I may take you up on that. 
<laughs> hey, we we for real about that now. <laughs> you take care, Amy, and thank you so much. <laughs> All right, thank you guys. Yeah, make sure y'all check her out. We're definitely looking forward to checking out the novel. She's a great interview. I definitely wanted to thank CC Vance for allowing us to interview her tonight on King Underground Media. We're going to take a quick station break, and we'll be right back.
Welcome back, King Grandia. I am T Rex. Thank uh definitely want to thank Amy Morford for being on the show. Learn a lot about dogs and also her new novel, Sincerely the Boss, that is being released soon. So thank you for being on the show. We are now into the random rants of T Rex to close out the King Underground Media Live on Block Talk Radio, iTunes, tune in. Definitely gotta check it out. We got to be careful about our free speech, y'all. People trying to take it away from us. We have to be very careful what's going on this day and age. Like I always say, it's okay to watch shows, but don't get caught up in the celebrity world because that is an distraction. Just please be aware of what's going on in your family, your personal life, and what's going on in your country, and particularly your local government, state government, and federal government. The internet privacy is pretty much gone now for the people that used to have landlines in their houses, how our phone numbers and information got sold to telemarketers and you got calls after calls every day from different places trying to sell you or scam you on this now. Well, they are doing it to the internet now. Uh, President Trump is about to sign a bill to where the company don't have to ask if they can sell our information or, or, or pass their our information over to another company. They can just pretty much do it without us knowing, which is probably going on anyway, but they're going to make it formally available to where they can just do it. And we got to be aware of that. I just want to recommend to you all, people with internet in the house or on their phones, just be careful there are free VPN software that you can put on in your, your home network so that way your information that leaves here or you go to these sites will be encrypted and it will protect you from people trying to sell your information to other companies and all of a sudden you get tons of more junk email and then you get random phone calls on your cell phone. So we just got to be aware of that. And also about the free speech, we just have to speak your mind. Just speak your mind. Don't let anybody tell you you can't express yourself. And I feel like that has been taken away too in our society. Podcasting, radio stations, TV shows, magazines, we all are a threat to free speech, to where we be capped on what we can say and how we can explain ourselves. And I don't feel like that human right, that God-given human rights that we are born with should ever be taken away from another man or another government or anybody with these laws. I just want to tell you all that it's not really a random rant, but just be aware and be conscious of your surroundings and what's going on and how you speak to people. But at the same time, be yourself and say what's on your mind. Yesterday was a, a... a special day in my life. A friend of mine, homeboy, birthdays was yesterday. He would have been 40 years old yesterday. Childhood friend that I grew up with, along with Mark Hedrick and Bryant. We all grew up with this guy, T. Coy. We went to school and graduated high school together and, and remained friends outside of high school. Uh, he passed away very uh, too soon, too soon, over nine years ago at the age of 31, and he would have been 40 yesterday. 
Rest in heaven. R.I.P. T-Coy. I saw that lovely post that Marquedrick made. Marquedrick, he's out in Vegas today. He was there yesterday uh, having a good time, and he gave T-Coy a shout-out, too, as well. And it's just important, y'all, that the people that's here, you love them now. Tomorrow, you never know when that person will be gone, and you don't want you to have any kind of regrets and be like, man, I wish I would have done this or said that. But while they're here, get, you get you get them a hug, get them do whatever, flowers, whatever you you need to do to express your feelings, your true feelings in a good way. Life is too short out here, but it's all good though while you're here. And I just want to thank God for that. Just being here is a blessing as always. King Underground Media, you can hear King, King Underground Media on LiveByTerrence.com, also on Blog Talk Radio. Go to iTunes, leave us a comment. Listen to us. Leave us a comment. Drop us some comments in the comment field so we can get these reviews and stuff. I I definitely want to give a shout-out to our fans because our numbers have been very good this year, and they are improving. We're seeing a mass load of people listening to our shows when we're not even live. And uh, it just it's, it brings joy to my heart to know that we must be doing something right to have a lot of people, a lot of listeners to our podcast. Definitely want to give a shout out to the team, Admin Wendy, my lovely wife, and also DJ EA Casey, the main event. We are the Live by Terrence Network. We can be heard also on College Underground Radio. So we pretty much everywhere. Just Google the name or just go straight to the website, LiveByTerrence.com. We try to give you the news that mainstream media would not give to you. We try to bring guests on that you probably would not hear on CNN or or any other show. But we're going to bring some of the best people that you will ever meet in your lifetime. And also, definitely want to thank Amy again, Amy Morford, for coming on the show to talk about her writing career and also about being uh, a pretty much a dog trainer and writing about dogs and, and writing children books about, uh, about a German shepherd. And it's, that's great that she has that versatility to be able to show that, uh, to share that with us. Great. And then now she's into writing fiction about sincerely the boss. So you definitely got to check that out. But we're going to close tonight's show out with a, a song, a song in memory to Antonio T. Coy Finley. Uh, rest in peace, man. Um, we're going to close it out like that. We'll be back with more King of Underground Media. You all have a God-blessed night. How do I say goodbye? Bye. Uh-huh.
And I'll take 